0: What's up, guys? How's it going? It's your boy, Rowan Flippin' Keely. I couldn't tell you what the your
1: boy. You just went, it's your boy. All right, take two. Hey, guys. It's your boy. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you pause there? That was was the wrong (laughs) place to pause. You just went, when I go, it's your Your boy. boy. See, See, that's how to do it. it. But you didn't. You paused on Anyway, if
0: any of you guys want to start a podcast with me, I'm quitting. So I was thinking, and um, no, you're not. I don't want to. You signed a contract, did I? Yeah, I am the contract. Anyway, so glad you can make it here, guys. So happy to have you and join us today for today's episode. Um, if you love our podcast, feel free to check out our Spotify, YouTube, TikTok, (laughs) Instagram. What else? We have a website. We have some awesome merch. This isn't actually a piece of merch that you can buy, but...
1: <laughs> no, you can't.
0: I have it. Um, so, suck on that. No. <laughs> no. God. We
1: did so good. <laughs>
0: I'm just going to keep on going. So, today... <laughs> um... Uh, Yeah, so if you like what you hear, if you enjoy the conversation we're having, sometimes we say some edgy stuff. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe. Click the subscribe button right below. It's the sound effect that you're going to add in post. I'm
1: not going to add the sound effect (laughs) because I don't know what that was, but okay. So,
0: um... Should we just jump right in or is there some is there any
1: like hot topic that usually we have some sort of something going on before hot we topic, hot topic. before uh, we get into the episode I've got nothing hot
0: topic. um uh, if no can't say that uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't even know I don't even know and I don't want to know
0: ah uh, shoot I really want to make a joke but if I say it then people will find out about it. <laughs> so I don't want to. Um, okay. Um, Instagram or Instagram Reels or TikTok. Um, down below, comment. Let us know what you think. Apples or oranges? We're going to compare them. We're going to be t- that taboo today. We're going to compare apples to oranges. All right. And there is a right answer. And it <laughs> is um, oranges if you're talking about the fruit, and apples if you're talking about the juice.
1: Oh, I'm the opposite. No way! I'm definitely Who eats the opposite.
0: An, like a straight up apple.
1: I'd rather, bro. I don't like the the fleshiness of the orange. It's weird. Are you weird.
0: kidding me? Each little th- it, sack like pops in your mouth. Yep, there it's it delicious. is. Delicious.
1: That is the that is the right word for what it is. That's why I don't like it. It's an a apple sack full of it's juice. It's crunchy. Nope. It's you like fleshy. It? It's fleshy. It smells good. Nope. Can't do it.
0: You get that There's so many different kinds of oranges too. such a robust flavor as well
1: yeah that's why i drink orange juice
0: objectively you're wrong well
1: subjectively because that's what this conversation is it's a matter of opinion anyway
0: it's apples and oranges um (laughs) so this last episode we went through and i'm actually going to do a little bit of story time guys um These last two episodes are a, um, funny thing because, um, so over the past few weeks, uh, the topic of repentance has actually been, uh, kind of heavy on my heart, kind of like, um, Something that I've wanted to talk about for quite some time and so one night I sat down at my computer and I just started writing notes and it turned out to be uh, not a script because we don't script our stuff clearly with the amount of stuff I say, but um, I wrote down a really long and probably one of our like longest, most uh, researched episodes, which turned out to be the last episode, which was uh, salvation and sanctification because I was trying to set up the uh, topic of repentance, right? And I couldn't approach this topic without touching on salvation and sanctification. So finally, yeah. I get to talk about What I want to talk about and that is repentance because I feel like there is a lot of misconceptions about repentance and I want to clear it up because I am really excited to talk about this. So I'm not even going to include fully in this conversation because I don't know how to do a clean intro and let's just jump right in. What does (laughs) repentance mean? Uh, If we look in Webster's Dictionary. Which we don't, because I don't have that in my notes. <laughs> um, you'd probably find something like repentance is asking for forgiveness or something like well, that. we have a computer. I mean, yeah, but then I have to filibuster until you look it up, and you're looking it up right now, and you don't use your computer. You use your phone. Um, repentance, according to the Webster's Dictionary, is very long, and it's very... uh. How do you spell Webster? <laughs> <laughs> no way. Just look up repentance. I got it. Webster's dis- yeah. Dictionary defines repentance as the action of... That doesn't help at all. The action of process of repenting, especially for misdeeds or moral something-something. Well, something. He scrolled past too fast. Moral
1: shortcomings. Well, you just got to click on repenting next. Repent, the verb. <laughs>
0: this to would turn have been from
1: it. sin and dedicate oneself to the amendments of... <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. All
0: right, so... That's the Webster's definition. But the way we're going to define repentance is a heart for. <laughs> <I'm> so... <laughs> you all right? Yeah, sorry. Uh, forgive me, guys. I'm a Did little. You have a of the brain? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I have a little bit. I'm really passionate about this. Trust me. But at the moment, my tongue is a bit tied. Um. <laughs> No, it's not. Um, so repentance is a heartfelt sorrow for sin, renouncing it in a sincere commitment to forsake it and walk in obedience to... In- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Here go. Repentance is a heartfelt sorrow for sin, renouncing it and a sincere commitment to forsake it and to walk in obedience to Christ. I got your back.
0: Okay, so what does that mean? Because that, with no context to it, like... Alright, heart sorrow for sin, that makes sense. Renouncing it in a sincere commitment to forsake it and walk in obedience with Christ. It's like, okay, I think I get it. Is that the rest of the episode? No. 2 Timothy twenty-two, 2.22 says, So, flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, lo- love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure... From a pure heart, sorry. I thought you just tried
1: to kiss my ear.
0: <laughs> no, it's just the camera's in the way, and so I have to look past oh. it. <laughs> so Second 2 Timothy 2- 2.22, um, is Paul talking to a... Right, Paul. Yeah. Not Timothy. No. Yeah. All right.
1: Paul talking to Timothy. <sighs>
0: Bible's confusing stuff. Um, but Paul is basically telling us like what repentance should look like, what our reaction to sin should be. And he uses this, uh, word flee. Like we need to run from it. Every time we see sin, we need to just book it. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm tracking. Yeah. We just need to book it. Take it, uh, hitchhike to the other side of town. You feel me? And just like, <laughs> uh-huh. and like. I think I don't know. I had a train of thought, and now it's gone. So, Felipe, what do you think? Definition of repentance.
1: No, I think uh, I think it's interesting because uh, there's an important step here uh, in talking about repentance, and it's a sincere commitment to leave whatever sin you had behind and walk in obedience to Christ. And I think it's interesting because, like growing up in church, you know, like there was always a talk about. Hey, you need to repent. You know, like you need to turn away from sin. Blah blah blah. And um, there are so many times where I've struggled with things repeatedly in my life because I've prayed, God, I've prayed to God, telling Him I was sorry, and just saying, God, I'm sorry for what I did. Right, like God, you know, I'm sorry I called that person uh, some words (laughs) the other day because they were doing this. God, I'm sorry for what I did on the internet. God, I'm sorry for. A, B, and C, but there was, I I struggled with those things repeatedly because I never actually repented, right? Because we said repentance is a heartfelt sorrow for sin, leaving it behind and a sincere commitment to leave it and walk in obedience to Christ. And it's more than saying, God, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's more than being like, God, you know what? Like, I'm sorry I messed up again. But, uh, Rowan to kind of take us into the next point um god is a god of grace and mercy right and and i think there's this idea of repentance which i think is what i believe and which is why i said sorry so many times because god is full of grace right like his grace is never ending it's infinite so why does repentance matter like if all we like if god is going to forgive us why should we repent regardless
0: okay so this is shoot that sounded really unnatural Anyway, and it just reminded me of these guys on TikTok. Anyway, this is like one of the biggest reasons why I couldn't make this episode without talking about salvation and sanctification first. So God's grace is infinite, and I know you have some stuff to say about this, but the approach I'm going to take is um, God's grace is infinite, but as Christians, uh, we have this walk of sanctification. And the ultimate, um, I think... Um, there is repentance from, uh, sin throughout your, uh, walk and sanctification, but um, committing our lives to Jesus, right, our salvation, that one moment where we acknowledge Jesus as Lord, uh, and King over our life and our Savior. And repenting should go hand in hand, right? Um, There is no order to these things. They happen simultaneously. It's not like I repent to my sins and then I commit my life. And then I'm able to commit my life to Jesus. And it's not I commit my life to Jesus and in response, I repent. Think of it as I'm turning away. uh, Think of repenting and uh, committing our lives to Jesus like simultaneously like turning, uh, turning away from sin and toward Jesus because we are committing, fully committing our, uh, life it really annoys me that the camera is right in front of the big notes. And so I can't see any of it. And so I'm, I have this tiny little screen with all my stuff. Oh,
1: sorry.
0: So the like purpose, uh, okay, sorry. My, I have a lot to say. It's all running through my head, but I'm (laughs) tired. I'm tired and my tongue is tied and I just can't get it all out. So think of it as turning away from sin and turning towards Jesus, because as we commit our life to Christ, we understand um, and our faith reveals to us our depravity and that depravity is what pushes us towards repentance, right? Because Jesus uh, saved us from our sins and because of that salvation moment, we are pushed towards repentance. And think of it, or not think of it, and like the true purpose of repentance is not to repair our relationship with good works. Don't think of it as, oh, I sinned, I have to repent, and I have to fast for X amount of days. And we'll get to that um, in a little bit. But like, we're not trying to uh, earn our salvation through good works. It's a process within sanctification that sets us apart, because it is our duty to walk in complete obedience to Christ. Mm. Whew! Finally, I got it out. I'm sorry, I took that was a windy road, but we got there. We got to the destination.
1: Yeah, and I mean, just because God has grace doesn't mean that we keep on sinning, right? Like that's that's a whole section I think of Romans or First Corinthians where Paul goes back and forth, right? Like he talks about how infinite God's grace is, and he says, "Well, just because God's grace is infinite does it mean that we uh, keep sinning." Wrong. No, like he answers his own question um, at the it's same one of my time. Parts of the Bible. It is it's yeah. mine too because he yeah he does that um, and. Uh two things. I think when repentance is genuine, it leads to change. Mm-hmm. Not just behavior modification, but actual change. Like the things that you can't see, right? So I think behavior modification is great because you're like, oh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna swear around these people, right? Like but in your head and in your mind and in your car, you're cussing up a storm. Or with a select group of people, you're living this life. Or, you know, like um when you're truly repentant of something, like you, you don't save it for when you're by yourself or when you're with a specific group of people, like it's across the board. And then the other thought I had was I read this book years and years ago at this point, and And um, it, it really challenged how I thought about, oh my gosh, it's been almost 10 years. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm so old. Uh no, but like it it was a it was a book written by Dietrich Bonhoeffer. I love this book. Uh, it's called The Cost of Discipleship. You should look it up on Amazon and buy it. Um it is really going to help grow your faith, I believe. But there's a whole like chapter 1 is cheap grace versus costly grace. And what he means there is like how we treat grace. That's what he's talking about. Because, like the people that cheat treat grace like it's infinite, and so therefore they're gonna keep living the life however they want. That is, you make grace very cheap, right? Like same thing. Think of it like like gold. There's just, there's a um, limited supply of gold here on earth, and so it is rare. It is valuable because there's not a lot of it. And even though God's grace is infinite, when you tr- sorry when you treat it like it's something valuable. You tend to elevate its value uh, above other things, hence, sword valuable. Sorry, but then, like, when it's cheap, like pennies, you just go, ah, whatever. I don't need it. Like, I get more pennies later. I yeah. it's just all over the place. You can find a penny on the floor at any time, you know. Like, and and it's the difference of treating God's grace like gold versus treating God's grace like pennies. Um, yeah. But this is what Diedrich Bonhoeffer says uh, in this book. He says, cheap grace means the justification of sin without the justification of the sinner. In other words, we're forgiven for our sin, but the person who sins can just keep on going, doing whatever they want. Um, that grace that amounts to the justification of sin without the justification of the repentant sinner who departs from sin and who from whom sin departs. Like cheap grace is like, ah whatever, you know, like you're in sin, keep on sinning. There's more grace for you. But costly grace, he, he says it's absolutely different. Costly grace is costly because it calls us to follow and it is grace because it calls us to follow Jesus Christ. It's costly because it costs a man his life. And it is grace because it gives a man the only true life. Right? So grace is infinite, absolutely. But in repentance, like we, we step away from sin. We step away from that and we treat God's grace as the most precious thing because it is. Like just because we have grace and, and forgiveness doesn't mean we go on doing whatever we want. Like we need to repent.
0: Yeah, and I think there's, uh, you talk about valuing grace, right? And I think repentance is kind of the way you get to that. Because in order to be repentant, it uh, gives you a chance to humble yourself, right? Um, and I want to bring it back around to last episode, I brought up how we can use uh prayer as a form of like communing to God uh, and like repentance and stuff. And I, um, I want to bring up the uh, Lord's Prayer. I brought it up last episode and we've done a whole episode about it. But uh, long story short, the Lord's Prayer is Jesus telling his disciples how to pray. And he gives uh, what I like to think of as like an outline of how we should structure our prayers. And there's one point in it or there's um, one section in it. Uh, That says, uh, Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. But deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Right? Amen. Amen. And so, like, we are called uh, Jesus' very own. Outline of uh, the prayer, an outline of how we're supposed to communicate with God ends with us repenting. God, please forgive us of our sins, because through that we can humble ourselves, because we're saying, God, I'm not worthy of your grace. God, you're so great that you gave your son uh, to die on a cross for me, and I can't even uh, like and just because I can't keep up with your standard. Like, I don't deserve your grace, and yet you give it to me anyway. And so it creates a thankfulness and a, a gratefulness that in you about God. And so, like, this is—I just, real quick, since we're on this topic, I think it's important to note, because we're going to talk about uh, we have sorrow and disdain for the sin when we start repenting. And I think it's important to note that— um, Biblical sorrow and uh, worldly sorrow is completely different. Could you find the first, please? I think uh, like in second Corinthians. Uh, 7, 9 through 10, it says, Yet now I am happy, not because you were made sorry, but because your sorrow led you to repentance. For you became sorrowful as God intended, and so were not harmed in any way by us. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow brings death. Uh, I don't know if I said it, but Second Corinthians 7, 9 through 10. And basically what Paul is saying here is that, like, worldly sorrow... Uh, brings death whether that's to your relationships to yourself like you hate yourself or you like are spitting venom through your words uh, to your co-workers and to the people around you that's what worldly so- sorrow uh, gives you but godly sor- sorrow and biblical sorrow breeds like a joy and gives you like a joy because that sorrow stems from I am a depraved human being who is an undeserving of God's g- grace and love, and yet he loves me anyway. He still accepts me as his child, and that should bring joy. And through that, we can follow the process of sanctification, which we talked about in uh, the previous episode. So go check that out. But like, and then through that, like you read your Bible, you read expanded lore, you pray and stuff like that. And so like, when we talk about sorrow, don't think of it as, like, you should be depressed about the sin that you've had. Like, no, this should, your sorrow is supposed to lead you into um, action. So that, I think, leads into our next point, which is, what does biblical, sorry, moved away from the mic. What does biblical repentance look like? And it's outlined like this. It starts with an honor and I think we can take this slow. It starts with an understanding that your sin is wrong, right? Yeah. All right. So it starts with you saying, God, I'm wrong. Like, I'm undeserving of grace. And that's followed by a recognition of the word of God that supplies a hatred and sorrow for your sin, right? So here's where that hatred and sorrow for your sin comes in. Remember, this is, I don't want to, I don't want to participate in the sin. God, I want to grow closer to you. This isn't, be. De- I'm not telling you to be depressed about the mistakes you've made in your life. I'm telling, like, this is a sorrow for the sin according to the word of God, right? So uh, an under- it starts with an understanding of God our sin, followed by a recognition of the word of God that supplies a hatred and sorrow for your sin, and it is finalized by a personal decision to forsake it and leave a li- lead a life obedient to Christ. So, wrap it all up with a personal decision. Notice how it says personal and not public, right? This isn't something that you shout from the rooftops. This is something that you need to decide for yourself, and that, um, to forsake your sin and lead a life of obedience to Christ. So you uh, understand that your sin is wrong and you recognize that it's wrong uh, through the word of God, which gives you a disdain and sorrow for your sin. And then you make a personal decision to forsake it and therefore lead a life of obedience to Christ. That um, That is what biblical repentance looks like.
1: Yeah, and I think, and again, to contrast that with what we say is when we're sorry, right, like, I think a lot of times when we're sorry, we justify our sin. I think a lot of times when we apologize to God for what we've done, and we, you know, say, God, I'm sorry, You know, like in in the back of our minds, and I know that I've done this a million times, I justify my sin. But like, God, I'm sorry, but that felt good. God, I'm sorry, but that person had what was coming to them. God, I'm sorry that I said this to whatever. God, I'm sorry that I treated so-and-so this way. I'm sorry, but, you know, like it's easy to follow the I'm sorry with a but. Uh, But then when you are actually going through biblical repentance, it's like there's no buts. There's no additives. There's no, I'm sorry and, I'm sorry but, I'm sorry however, I'm so you know, like it's God, this is wrong, right? And so like, just because you're sorry or disgusted with your actions doesn't mean that you have genuine repentance, unless you're willing to leave that behind out of obedience to Christ, right? Because again, I've justified it. Uh, I've justified sin a bunch of times as saying, God, I'm sorry, but that felt good. God, I'm sorry, but... You know, I couldn't fall asleep unless I went on that website. It just, yeah, I had a rough day. Whatever the case might be, it's like, I'm sorry, but but if I'm genuinely biblically repentant and, and walking in the way of the Holy Spirit and dedicating my life to look more like Jesus through sanctification, then I forsake it. I leave that stuff behind out of obedience to Jesus. It's not, I'm sorry, but it's God, what was I thinking I'm like, you can be disgusted at the sin, but let it follow with a life change. Let it follow, not just behavior modification. I'm sorry, but next time I'm going to install this app on my phone so that I can't go on those websites and it's going to send a notification to somebody. Or God, I'm sorry, and I'm not going to drink anymore. But if I do, I'll get a designated driver. Or, you know, like you, there's no, whatever it's got. Forgive me of my sin, and I'm done with this life. I'm done with this sin. It is behind me. Um. And, it, you know, like, it's great because, like, we we had so many more verses in the sanctification and salvation episode. But, like, uh, Paul talks about being made a new creation, right? Like, you leave the old life behind and the new has come. Like, you're putting on the, the like, the new life that you have in Jesus. Je- like, being Paul talks again. about yeah, being born again. Um, and that is repentance. You are being made new through sanctification. You're leaving that stuff behind. But Rowan, when we talk about repentance, right? Like sometimes, again, like I, I think sometimes we go, God, you know what? I hear what they're saying. I've been struggling with this in my life. I repent, and you look kind of like wince around with one eye open at the end of your prayer, just like looking around to make sure God is like a magic genie, like just snapping things into place and making things perfect. But is that? what we should expect is that biblical is that like is there precedent like god i'm like i repent is it done like
0: yeah so i think up until this point we've been talking about what repentance means and what it looks like right and i think for some people they kind of get it right maybe we're going a little bit more in depth maybe they've heard this all before and maybe they've like like we're just they kind of knew it but we're saying it in fancier language yeah but i think w- like expectations that come from repentance is where a lot of people get messed up because we're like all right like i repented now i'm off the hook right um but i think and i kind of touched on this a little bit earlier but it is important to to keep in mind that we can't say that someone has to actually live a changed life for a set period of time, because then we start earning our salvation through merit. And when I first wrote this down, because I got this from a very good book called uh, systematic theology, and I didn't fully know what it meant. And before we re- started recording, we kind of went over this and this is basically saying like, we can't say, well, I haven't done drugs in six months. Right. So I'm good. Like, there's my repentance. I didn't do it for X amount of time. I'm good. Because we're not leaving sin behind for just a little bit and then going back to it. Because we're supposed to be wholly reliant on Jesus and on God, right? On oh, God, bro. Um, All right. <laughs> sorry, it just came out. Um, I, Another thing this can mean is like, uh, I use the example of like, if I called my sister an idiot, right? And so then I went through the process of... Like helping her with her homework until I was for two weeks, so that I would be forgiven like that's not what we're expecting, and that's not what we're saying even and thats because not biblical no because that's not uh that doesn't change your life that is just earning your salvation through merit so that's the first thing that we need to keep in mind um. uh, We can expect an immediate change in our lives, especially if that repentance is genuine because we grow a disdain for sin and yearn for a closer relationship uh, with God. So this is the correct expectation of um, a correct expectation of what comes after repentance. Right. Because so we've repented, and now we've fully acknowledged that our sin is wrong. We fully acknowledged our depravity. Sorry. Uh, fully. <laughs> I thought you were trying to tell me something, and then you just didn't say anything.
1: No, I'm just picking on my lip.
0: <laughs> so we fully acknowledge our depravity. So then there are actions to back it up. We change our life. We change our uh mindset, to grow closer, uh, to yearn for a closer relationship with God. The thing, and I cannot stress this enough, the thing that we cannot expect is complete forgiveness or restoration, just because we've gone through the process of repentance, right?
1: Uh, what? No, it's fine. What do you mean by that? Because, I mean, I think, oh, yeah. I think obviously, you know, like if we repent, well, was that from the book because I think complete forgiveness, although not really. Sorry, I'm breaking this out of my head as I'm reading it out loud, right? Like God will forgive us if we repent, right? But like, let's say I'm repenting for how I treat Rowan. There is no complete forgiveness until I go and talk to Rowan. Like just because I repented to God, doesn't mean our relationship is made right yet if I've treated Rowan like trash. Like I need to now go repent to Rowan and say, like, Rowan, I should not treat you this way. There needs to be forgiveness and restoration here. Mm. Just because I repent to God in private, like and here's here's another point that we haven't touched up. Sometimes repentance takes needs to take action like outside of your per your private life too right like because you don't just deal with things in private you need to repent to other people you need to humble yourself and ask forgiveness from other people you know like if you treat someone poorly if you talk to someone poorly if you're a bad friend if you're whatever the case might be if you gossip about somebody whatever the any type of relational dysfunction that you might have you need to go up to that person you to repent you can't just repent to God because what does Jesus say when he's talking to his disciples? He goes like, listen, if any of you has any beef with anybody before you even come into the temple, go take care of your beef and then come worship God. Yeah. Right. So like Jesus is all about like there is repentance that happens between you and God and there's repentance that needs to happen between you and other people, too. So like I think in this instance, that's that's what pops into my mind, complete forgiveness or restoration, because like if I mess up with Rowan, yes, I mess up with God because rowan is god's child but i've also messed up with rowan i need to restore a relationship with rowan
0: that's good um thank you for bringing that up because i think i was saying something that i didn't mean to say uh what i meant to say and uh when i meant or i said complete forgiveness that's not what i meant if i reword it so when When we sin, there are consequences, right? Uh, The wages of sin are death. And even though that doesn't mean, like, physical death, like, as soon as we sin, we drop down dead, right? There's death in our relationships. There's death with our relationship with God. There's uh, death to ourselves, right? Um, Sin will destroy everything in our lives, right? So there are consequences to our actions, and it is required of us to repent, right? So it's not an optional thing to, like, oh, it's fine, like, God's grace has got me, right? We need to repent for our sins. But ultimately, it's God's decision whether punishment should come, right? And I want to bring up uh, David. David sinned with Bathsheba, right? And it was a big thing. And God still, and uh, after this was brought to David's attention, he fasted, he prayed over and over and over again for like three days, I believe it was. And... um. he was repenting for his sins, right? But God still decided to kill David's ba- baby, but spared David's life because of his promises. And David got up and he continued on with his life because we cannot expect to, uh, we cannot expect repentance to be a get out of jail free card, which is yeah. what I meant to begin with. Right. We can't expect like to go on sinning and then repenting and then being like, all right, like you can't do anything. I repented. like, why didn't you forgive me, God? Like, I repented. Like, what gives, you know? Um. And so I misspoke earlier, but this is what I mean. Like, we can't use repentance as, a, like, a get-out-of-jail-free card because it's ultimately God's decision whether or not punishment should come. Yeah, I don't
1: know. As a result of our sin.
0: Sure. Whew. Thank you. for
1: Yeah, really no, you're it. right because, I mean, think of all the sins you could commit, right? Like, murder, you get jail time. You could sit in the courtroom and be repentant all you want. You still killed somebody. There's a consequence to your sin. Uh, You know, like sleeping around, there is a consequence to your sin. You might get somebody pregnant. You can't just get rid of the consequence. Like you have to, there's a consequence for your sin. And you could be as repentant as repentant can be. But like... um, some of our sin, there is physical consequence. There is, you know, you could get AIDS for a day, listen to the after show, and you'll get the whole story, uh, you know, uh, of how that happened. But regardless, like, you can, oh, well, I didn't wait, hold on, because now I make it sound, listen to the whole story in the after show episode, because I promise you, I was actually not, it, don't worry. yeah, it didn't actually happen, but like, you know, like, there, but there are STDs if that's the life you want to live. If you want to be an alcoholic, you have liver issues, you know, like all these different, you know, like if you want to cheat on your wife, it's consequences, there are consequences that happen to all of our sin and being repentant, like you said, isn't a jail, get out of jail free card. Sometimes it's a go straight to jail card or when you land on that spot, in Monopoly. Um, but let's end with this because I think this is the beauty of uh, this is the beauty of Jesus um because like especially after doing the 30 day shred this is even more evident to us in reading our bibles um because Jesus in Matthew chapter eleven verses twenty eight and twenty nine he's talking to a group of people that have grown up under the Mosaic Law, the Mosaic Covenant, where where they were like guilted into being holy. Right? So it wasn't about repentance, it wasn't about living a sanctified life. It was about looking the part. It was about doing everything so that nobody thought that they were sinners. It was about like making sure that you had all of your ducks in a row, and it was exhausting. Like the law was exhausting to these people, and they didn't realize that they would never be able to fulfill it. That's why God had a day of atonement. That's why God told them to offer sacrifices and burnt offerings and sin offerings and wave offerings. Like there's all these different types of offerings uh, in the Old Testament for the redemption of sin. But Jesus is looking at all these people who are struggling to stay, like keep their head above water when it comes to keeping the law and to live a holy life. Jesus looks at them and he says, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you Rest, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls.
0: Yeah, and I think this is a great place to end it all on because uh, repentance I think has some darker connotations, right? When we think of repentance, we think of like you're going to hell if you don't repent, repent now, like the end is coming, you know. Um, and I think uh, it's a shame, you know, uh, because I think through repentance and through abiding in Jesus and becoming uh fully obedient to Christ like there's rest in that we can take up his yoke rather than rather than our own and he says his yoke is
1: his yoke you
0: uh yeah his yoke is uh is
1: easy easy and, and provides rest is
0: yeah yeah, my, you took the words from out of my mouth. I kind of stuck them in there because <laughs> you were missing
1: them, but okay. Pause.
0: Um, <laughs> um, but I think if I could, if if one thing stuck with you, actually, no, I'm not going to say that. Nothing will sneeze you. Pause. Um,
1: <laughs> no, go on. Finish your thought.
0: Um, shoot. Uh, Jesus loves you.
1: <laughs> all right uh thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode of the so i was Thinking podcast listen if you like this episode if you like what we're doing the easiest and most cheapest way that was redundant to support us is to share our podcast so you if you listen on spotify apple uh, audible uh iHeartRadio, radio whatever you uh uh, yeah we are on audible if you listen to amazon music podcasts or however that works if you watch us on youtube the easiest way to support us is just to share it with somebody uh that you think might like our podcast hopefully they can get through a few episodes where we say some stuff but we say some stuff okay and deal with it yeah um what was I saying? Anyway, yeah, share it because it's free. It's the easiest thing that you can do. Talk about us to people. Uh, we really appreciate it. We hope that you got something out of this episode because we put a lot of work into this. And hopefully, it helps you live a life that uh, leads you closer to Christ and being more Christ like. That's the goal of this podcast to begin with. Uh, you can check us out on social media. We're on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, MySpace. Uh, uh, own, oh no uh, uh, What was I going to say uh, Christian Mingle Farmers Only blackpeoplemeat.com. Uh You know for my For my other friends I don't know what that means uh, But uh, we're all over the place And hopefully you can find us uh, You can also head to uh And find more about us there We love you. Bye, babes. Peace.